Holy Spirit, we ask that you have your way as we look again into the Word of God, as we turn our attention and our focus on the things of faith. Help me, Spirit of the living God, to deliver to everyone who would listen what you've delivered to me and what you're working in me and through me and with me to continue to grow in, which is the work of faith and the amazing power that is available to us in Christ Jesus when we do this. Thank you, Spirit of the living God. I've asked for your leadership, I've asked for your fellowship, and I've asked for your voice. For in Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Welcome, everyone, to Faith Conversations Take Two. To quickly summarize what Faith Conversations was birthed from, Early this year, I received a word for myself, and the word for myself was faith. In the last six years or more, I always receive a word from God that helps me deal with my year or helps me address the challenges of my year through the lens of that word. And the word for that this year was faith. I started off the first take by reading couple of scriptures and out of Hebrews and we will spend a lot of our time and our conversation in the book of Hebrews because it's a book that unveils a lot of truth about faith and how we can live by faith and what it means to live in faith and by faith and the results that come from doing so. We read from Hebrews 11 verse 1, Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. And without faith it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him, God, must believe that he, God, exists and that he, God, rewards. He, God, rewards those who earnestly seek him. We read all the scriptures that were important, but these are anchor scriptures. What faith is, who we should put our faith in and the outcome of that faith now faith is the confidence in what we hope for the assurance of things we do not do not see that's what faith is and without faith it is impossible to please god that's who your faith should be placed in because anyone who comes to him god must believe that god exists so your mindset in the things of faith your mindset should be a believing mindset an anticipating mindset and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. So in take one, I just did a mind dump, what I call a mind dump. I listened back to it and it was a mind dump. It was a whole lot, um, a whole lot of truth mixed in there, but it was coming really raw and not as refined as I would have liked it. So I'm going to do a quick recap before we jump into what the Spirit has asked me to do today so if you did listen to take one that's fine i'll do a streamlined recap in the next minute or two and then we go forward and proceed into these conversations as the spirit leads us into faith and what it means to live 
by faith, the outcomes, and how to continue to develop a faith lifestyle. I used an analogy to describe what now I believe, or what I would call how faith is built. And I used a, f- <laughs> a fantasy analogy of flying pigs, but now I'm going to make the example of my of my lived experience. So I'm going to share with you the lived experience. Back in my home country, there was a particular time last year where there was a security alert and there was a high likelihood of a terror attack in the state where I was living in. The insecurity levels were so high, embassies were closed down, schools were closed down, and there was a lot of panic buying for food for fuel to run your generators for the fear that the power plants may also have been attacked or will be attacked and as a father a husband I got drawn into the frenzy as well I remember that throughout that particular week the news broke I was browsing on local and international news networks I went back to listening to radio. I'm typically a podcast guy every time I'm in my car, but I went back to listening to radio because I needed to know what was going on. (laughs) And I got so suspicious about everyone and everything that even when a friend of mine called, I was like, oh, we should meet up. I'm in your town. I was like, who are you again? Where do you want us to meet up? What are we discussing? Why is it this time? I got totally paranoid because took the news I heard and I started to meditate on it. I started to think of ways to protect my house. Do I need to get security cameras? Do I need to pay for more security? Do I need to learn how to kickbox or things? As far as I went so far, I started to look for ways to make home home remedies for smoke bombs in case they come so I could throw smoke and they get my fat paranoia complete paranoia complete my, my mental state was a complete mess i couldn't sleep my bp was off the chain my watch kept telling me i needed to you know get more exercise it was a terrible week for me because my focus was on that news and then sometime during the week probably the end of it i went to god just went to God and like help me here I'm losing it I'm spiraling this this can't be how to live I know of a better way I've lived in a better way before help me Holy Spirit and he gave me a word and the word he gave me was Psalm 125 Psalm 125 verse 2 but was the whole was the whole chapter the whole yeah, the whole chapter about Psalm 125 verse 2 stuck out for me and it says those who trust in the Lord are like Mount Zion which cannot be shaken but endures forever as the mountain surrounds Jerusalem so the Lord surround his people but now and forevermore and I started to think God surrounds me okay let me go into into the search engines and understand what he was trying to communicate to the psalmist by saying this it it sounded very 
metaphorical, so I needed to understand what was he trying to communicate. I looked for pictures about how the mountains surround Jerusalem. You know, I started to investigate this scripture that my heart connected with in that time. And I'm sure you won't be surprised if I tell you this. I turned off the newsreels, I turned off the news updates, and I increased the time the word had in my life. My BP dropped, my mood changed, I was much happier. I could sleep better, the headaches were gone. And I eventually (laughs) met up with that friend. I wasn't suspicious anymore. Why the why did that happen? Why the change? Why the drastic change? Faith. Faith. Faith makes such a tremendous difference in the life of a believer. An emotional difference, a physical difference, a psychological difference. Faith is such oh, is such a differentiator. You can look at two individuals and know just by looking at them, one whose faith, who truly has faith in Christ, and one whose faith is dependent on the world systems and the world structures. That's how important faith is. That's that's one of the times I came to realize the effects, the true effects of faith in my life. You know, there's a scripture I love so much. It's one of my top 40 scriptures that I recite when I pray. And it comes from Numbers. But before I go to that, thank you, Holy Spirit. Before I go to that, one of the scriptures that the Holy Spirit took me to when he told me about this year being the year of faith i've always i've always looked at faith as a defense right because even when you look at various times faith has been mentioned it's called a shield and when you hear about shields the first use of a shield is as a defense right if you've watched any any medieval or any periodic movie, the Troys, the 300s, any movie that has to show with ancient times and how they fought with swords and shields. When you hear of a shield, a shield is used to deflect. So a shield is not typically an attack weapon. It's more of a defensive one, right? And so... I always thought faith was a shield, so faith is more when you're playing on the defensive, and no one likes to play on the defensive. I also am a huge fan of sports, and there's a chant in one of my favorite sports and a team I support. As a fan, when we're watching the match, we always chant attack, 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 attack. And most elite coaches will tell you that the best form of defense is offense, because whenever you're on the attack, the other team is on the defense and the moment you go on the defense the other team is on the attack right yeah i i love sports and i love the 
the lessons and the teachings of sports. I believe everything comes from the Bible and everything can be tied back to the Bible. But let's jump back into the Word of God, all right? Because this is a faith-building, Bible-building podcast. So I want to get the Word of God into you and into me as much as I can. So yeah, so we just looked at, I just talked to you about my lived experience and how faith was the difference between a week where I was literally dying and a week where God breathed new life into me and it was all done by faith and how faith is built and faith was built by where my focus was now I want to share with you from Hebrews starting from verse 29 the results of people and the difference in the lives of people who lived by faith so I'm going to begin to read Hebrews 11 verse 29 by faith the people passed through the Red Sea as on dry land But when the Egyptians tried to do so, they were drowned. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell after the army had marched around them for seven days. By faith, the prostitute Rahab, because she welcomed the spies, was not killed with those who were disobedient. And what more shall I say? I do not have time to tell you about Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, about David and Samuel and the prophets who through faith hear this who through faith conquered kingdoms administered justice gained what was promised who shut the mouths of lions quenched the fury of the flames and escaped the edge of the sword whose weakness was turned to strength and who became powerful in battle and rooted foreign armies that was hebrews 11 29 to 34 i stopped at 34 you could you could read on where it talks about great faith but i would suggest you just meditate on hebrews 11 29 34 just keep it there because that's where the spirit kept me on when he was speaking to me about faith and the importance and the outcomes that faith brings If you followed my podcast or followed my thoughts and my conversations, I say I believe faith. Wherever I see faith in the Bible, it's a compound word. And the full expression of that word or the unwrapped word when you see faith is faith in Christ. Because faith on its own is questionable. Qualify where your faith is put on, or where you qualify what's the backing of your faith or the foundation of your faith. That's when faith starts to make a bit more sense. That's when it becomes clearer. Wherever I see faith, I read it as faith in Christ, faith in God, faith in His Spirit, faith in His Word. I always qualify it. So I'll give you just a brief example of how I read this text that I just read to you, Hebrews 11, from verse 29 to 34. I won't read the whole thing. I'll just read maybe two verses for you to get an understanding of how I read this, this text. By faith in Jesus, by faith in God, by faith in the Word of God, by faith in the Holy Spirit, the people passed through the Red Sea as on dry land. But when the Egyptians who had faith in their chariots 
had faith in their strategies, had faith in the things that the world had told them about themselves, tried to do the same thing, tried to pass through the Red Sea as dry land, they were drowned. I'll read verse 30, you can see the difference. By faith in Christ, by faith in God, by faith in the word of God that came to Joshua, the walls of Jericho fell after the army had marched around them for seven days. Are you getting it now? Whenever you open up and qualify to yourself what faith means, it gives it a different feel. It gives it a different vibe. It gives you a different focus. The people here that were spoken about are real people. These are real experience. They're not fantasy experience. Historians and again archaeologists <laughs> and people who who have a predisposition to studying the times before in different ways have validated that the people we speak about in the bible lived and existed and walked the earth people like david people like samuel all these guys have been all these people achieved these great results because they had faith in who God said he was. They had faith in what God said he could do. And they had faith in the fact that God cared for them and established covenants and agreements and relationships with them. The scripture I wanted to read in Numbers shows why gives an insight to why faith in the Father, in God, in Christ, in the Holy Spirit can never be misplaced. I love the scripture so much. It's one of my top 40, like I mentioned earlier. And it's Numbers 23, verse 19. God is not human that he should lie. Not a human being that he should change his mind. Does he speak and then not act? Does he promise and not fulfill? I'm going to read this in NIV. I'm sorry, in King James Version. This was NIV, the New King James Version. I'm going to read it now. Same text. God is not a man that he should lie, nor a son of man that he should repent. Has he said and will he not do? Or has he spoken and will he not make? If you are going to excel in your faith walk, if you have any hope or any chance of seeing the same results that we read in Hebrews 11, in Hebrews 11 from verse 29, if you have any hope of experiencing this great achievements, the starting point is in you accepting Numbers 23 verse 19 that God is not a human being that he should be under pressure and therefore lie to you God is not born of a human being that he realizes he has a limitation of what he can do 
So he come back to you to renegotiate the terms of your agreement. Oh, hallelujah. When he speaks and he puts pen to paper, he's committed. When he puts pen to paper, he's committed. When his words leave his mouth, he backs them up. The last scripture I want to share with you, give me a second to pull it out. I've been coming across, I've been coming across this scripture a lot recently. And again, it's in Hebrews. I mentioned a lot of things about faith and, and the understanding about faith. We're going to get a lot of them from, from, from Hebrews. And it comes from Hebrews 6, 6 verse 18. I'm going to read this. God did this so that by two unchangeable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we who have fled to take hold of the hope set before us may be greatly encouraged. This scripture speaks directly to the encounter with God and Abraham. Where God wanted to assure Abraham that the promise of Isaac was inevitable. That the promise of Isaac was inevitable. And so in order for him to communicate it to Abraham in a way that would settle the matter. He took in his mercies and in his love. He took a human action or a human interaction that was respected and <laughs> a human action that was accepted a human a human way of settling matters a human way of ending dialogues and he interacted with Abraham in that way and what was that? that was to cut an oath that was to swear an oath but in swearing an oath, you need to swear an oath on something greater than you. And God swore an oath on himself to Abraham that he would keep his word. I want you to know that the oath God caught with Abraham is a promise that is sustained and, perpetu and perpetuated and continues in Christ Jesus unto us. A promise unto us. God will never break a promise to you. He will never break a promise to me. He will never break any word that he's spoken. To break a word is to break Christ himself and he will never do that. The Bible says he exalted Christ above his name. <laughs> you need to settle this first. You need to settle this first for you to live a true life of faith. what God says, what Christ says, what the Spirit says, what the Word of God says will come to pass. Will come to pass. Jesus said, and I'm getting ahead of myself, I just have to share it as it comes. I'm just pouring out the scripture. Jesus said in Matthew 24, 35, in Matthew 24, 35, 
Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. My words will remain. My words are inevitable. For you to see and experience the great achievements that we read in Hebrews 11 from verse 29, you need to have faith in God and understand that what he says he will do, he will do. What he promises, he brings it to pass. When you settle that in your spirit, then you can begin to take the necessary steps and actions based on your confidence in who God says he is, in who Christ says he is, in who the Spirit says he is, and begin to experience amazing supernatural, inexplainable to the common unsaved man graces, the favor, the power, the healing of the living God. What I'd like you to do between now and the next episode dropping is to meditate on Numbers 23:19 and meditate as well on Hebrews 11 from verse 29, I believe it's 29 to 34. Let me look that up real quick. I, I, and I want you to just stay on the scriptures. Don't go ahead, don't go further. Just meditate on Numbers 2319 and Numbers 2319 and Hebrews 29. Yes, 29 to 34. Allow me to pray for you. Holy Spirit, I want to thank you for this time spent together reading the Word of God. And again spurring ourselves to be confident in who God is and who Christ is and who you are, Spirit of the living God. Looking at the great accomplishments and the great achievements that await those who live a life of faith in you. Holy Spirit, open our eyes, open our lives, let our hearts become fertile ground for these seeds of faith that in no time soon we begin to see the results spoken about. 